Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Dark Blubberhood Podcast. My name's Dan. Uh, with me back again is Mr. Pat Nicely. I am the king of friends. <laughs> she really hates Nando's for some reason. It's Fuzz. <laughs> yes. And of course, the fucking new guy. Welcome, hey. Jeff. Hello. Jeff! I've never <laughs> met you before. It's like this is the first time ever. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. How is everyone today? I'm angry, Dan. Why are you angry? <laughs> I'm angry because. I love right off the podcast. Bad. You specifically said that my intro would have nothing to do with Nando's, and here we are now. I said <laughs> it would have nothing to do with cheeky Nando's. Oh my god. <laughs> Let's pretend for a second that um, I didn't know what a Nando was. Um, no, we're not. We can't. Never again. I'm not exactly sure I either. Just... I'm pretty sure it's like a chicken place in the. Um, from, oh. from England or something. <laughs> Here's what happened. <laughs> Never. There, there was a meme where uh, I guess that all of the British people in the entire world decided to laugh at all of the Americans in the entire world. I mean, like every day. And yeah, exactly. <laughs> and start talking about uh, cheeky Nando's, and it was basically a thing where they would stuff in as many Britishisms as they possibly could into one sentence. So that all the Americans would be like, what the fuck are you saying? Mm -hmm. So I asked Harry and Dale, and they started making fun of me. Like, they explained it, but they also started making fun of me. And apparently Nando's is like a fucking cheeky chicken place where, like, you go and, like, talk to your friends. Which is stupid, because I figured that you would talk to your friends everywhere. But, yeah, that's where we are now. There's actually, oh. there's a, it's actually a, a, a um, like a worldwide chain because there's some here in Ottawa, there's some in Toronto, and I'm assuming they're all over the states. So you it know, seems I've never to be a seen nationwide one chain. personally. I'm not sure if maybe there's a licensing agreement with certain places in uh, the states, but I've never seen a Nando's. I've never, I've never actually Neither seen a building, but this all came. I don't know. I just jumped on Teamspeak one night and they were going on about having a cheeky Nando's, and Fuzz was losing her mind. Speaking of uh, speaking of losing their mind, um, Dan, uh, introduce me to Jeff. I, I'm, oh, I'm great! Really... I already did. He's a fucking new guy. Oh, <laughs> you know what, Jeff? When Dan gives you a nickname, that means he likes you. Well, that's, that's true. So, that's true. If I give you a hard time, you're all right in my books. Oh. Mm-hmm. Well, I won't mention the other part of that. <laughs> okay. As I as I said earlier, I don't want to give anything away to the people that are listening. <laughs> somebody might take a hint the wrong way or something. Yeah. Um, so last week, Pat wasn't here. I wasn't. And it had some of it partly had to do with um, not being not having Internet. Um, but why was that, Pat? Let oh. me explain in a very kind and, you know, let's sit around <laughs> good old Celticorn here and let him explain <laughs> to you what's going on. <laughs> I had to move from an apartment to a house. I was very excited. It was the most wonderful thing in the world. And during that time, you learn from experience, I need to make sure the utilities, cable, and most importantly, the damn internet is set up the first day I get there. Because if there's nothing more annoying in the world to me, it's being somewhere where there's no internet because then I can't work. I can't Mm -hmm. do nothing. So I make sure that they're there on the first day, and they're like, we we need you there after 1 o'clock. Well, we're getting the keys that day to the house and literally going to stay there that night because the Time Warner people say, we need you there at this time. We get there. We're there at that time. They set up everything. It looks wonderful. The, 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 The Internet's working. It's the television's nice and pretty. And four minutes after they leave, it shuts off. Oh. And I yelled out to Zeus. I said, Zeus, why in Hades is my my internet not working? So I was like, I have to stay calm. So then I called the nice lady over at Time Warner, who it took 550 million rings to to get a hold of, and uh, immediately handed the phone over to my wife because I realized I was going to say things that were stupid. Uh And uh, she explained that apparently where we live, it's a high traffic area where they connect the cable to the house. 
So I didn't understand what they meant, and they said, Oh, it means that if somebody sees that you have cable, they can come along and they could unplug it. Oh my and I, I said, well, could they steal it? Well, no, because it's attached to the ground. So the worst thing they could do is unplug it. Well, yeah. So what would be the worst thing we would have to do? Plug it back in. <laughs> <laughs> How much am I paying you guys? Do you have the number to direct TV or something? I mean, it was just infuriating. Well, long story short, it took the course over a week, but they finally came back in. They plugged it back in. I'm sorry. And then they took off. Wow. I feel so, like... It, go ahead, Jeff. They, they're going to end up like charging. That's one of those things where like you call them out and they're going to charge you to do it. When it's something as simple that you could just do it yourself, you're like, I can go plug it in, but they're going to charge you like $50 for it or something Pretty like much. that. That's a true Gavin moment right there, Joe. Uh, <laughs> Pat. Uh. I'm more concerned that Pat is apparently being bullied by his neighbors. Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> no. Within a few hours, like, screw this Within new four guy. Minutes. Welcome to the neighborhood, motherfucker. I know. They just start, I'm going to unplug your cable. What, that, what? Okay, could I have plugged it back in? Yes. Okay. So, so did you buy a house or are you renting? No, I I bought a house. Excellent. Wow. Congratulations. Thank you. That's Thank a big you. achievement in life for sure. Yes, it's all these uh, it's all these uh, views on YouTube that we've been getting with the podcast. I finally was able to exchange that into American currency and the whole <laughs> the whole three cents that we've earned. The whole three cents, man. It's like, hey. You get what you pay for. <laughs> Scrooge McDuck over here. We are kicking ass. <laughs> no, look- seriously, go listen to the podcast on YouTube, please. <laughs> go on. Yes, go check me out. Give me money. But yeah, it was a it was a very long, uh, arduous. I've never decided to use big words, but in this case, I think it's appropriate. Uh, experience with Time Warner, and I think we all have a good feeling of how Time Warner does their business. So I'm sure they're a fine establishment. Speaking well, of Time Warner, no. this morning I was worried because it was consistently disconnecting me. And I was like, I really hope I can get on here for the podcast. <laughs> so if I do disconnect, I do apologize. Because it's Time Warner and they, they love fucking you over in the best way. <laughs> yeah, so I was thinking about this this morning when I logged on and Fussage. Uh, Jeff's here, but he's been dropping. I said, what in the fuck is with TeamSpeak on Sundays? <laughs> we have had more problems with people who are supposed to be on the podcast Unable to do it because, for whatever reason, their team speak decides to screw up like an hour before the podcast. To be fair, before I got on, there was like an update I had to do. For so, TeamSpeak? Hmm. For TeamSpeak, yeah. Wow. I have never in my life updated TeamSpeak. Should I do something about that? No, because then well, you might start having problems like all of us. I think True. it prompts you to do it. I mean, maybe my TeamSpeak version no. was so old that, that basically now I waited this long to get it updated. Maybe possible because I, I haven't i haven't run into any updates for TeamSpeak. i hate technology it's a love hate relationship <laughs> i love it it hates me did, yeah. speaking of which did you hear about this like eight minute surgery for like contacts that they could do on your eye what and Wait, it basically what yeah it's, it was on it was on reddit the other day and it was about these like people who discovered a way to sew permanently a contact into your eye that would never go bad it's like a it's like a digital contact yeah i'll i'll, I'll link it to you right now but it it makes me think, wow, this is a great scientific breakthrough. But then I think about the common problems that are with technology, and it's like, it, do you really want to take that chance? Now, are they Just, sewing it onto your eye, or are they, like, soldering it with, like, a laser or something? It looks like it's something that they kind of, like, sew onto your eye. Like, you know, Ugh. they get a little yeah, thing on your do eye. That. <laughs> and then no. with your laser. It don't, no, don't think Frankenstein people. <laughs> it's more like It's more like they solder it in with the laser, I would assume. Oh, I well, would hope so, because the thought of a needle and thread going in your eye just, ah! Oh. oh, God, no, no, just, no, no. Exactly. As long as it doesn't get near the center. You gotta be careful. I don't well, care. <laughs> I'm, like, legally blind without my glasses. Like, I can't see shit. So I can... I can sort of see the appeal of that, but at the same time, like, that's too much sharp things, but, like, in contact with my eyeball. Yeah, and, my, like, my question on that would be, like, they have LASIK, surgery which basically fixes your or has the the capability to fix your eye so why would you want to have something like a contact lens affixed permanently to your eye when you could just get lasik well there's a lot of problems with lasik i first off i found this out very recently you have to pay for each eye separately with lasik yeah yes yeah and um also, from what I've heard, every five to ten years you have to get LASIK redone because it wears off sometimes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Also, 
if you're a woman and you get LASIK surgery and then you get pregnant and have a baby, it undoes all of the eye surgery. Really? Does it really? That, that is what I heard. The only thing I, I can see going wrong. I need is... to call one of my friends very quickly. <laughs> yeah, that sounds interesting. <laughs> hey, buddy. Is, aren't there cases where contacts literally like dissolve into your eye? Like they they just you wear them for so long yeah. and, and they like disappear. I feel like that could happen with this. Like it's just it, it's like the same thing with LASIK. You have to go reapply it. It's, so it's possible. Like, it seems awesome, but it hasn't been around long enough to see like what could go wrong with it. I want to see how many people die within like the first fifteen years before I try it. <laughs> have oh. the whole world as your guinea pig before you go out and try it. Be like, Welcome guys, you don't get this till the second version comes out. Welcome to medicine in America. Like, if I go to like an amusement park or something, I refuse to get on a ride for the first five years that it's been like up. I refuse. Why? Because. If something terrible is going to happen and, like, people go flying off a roller coaster to their deaths, it's going to happen, like, in the first few years that they're still working out all the bugs. So I want to make sure that, like, if someone else is going to die, it's going to be them and not me. But see, I figure they would, like, fix the bugs before the coaster is built. Like, before they open it to everyone. Yeah, before they open it. See, maybe I'm naive. Maybe I'm the I kind of person that gets on like a roller coaster like as soon as it's open. I'm like, well, I'm gonna be the first to die. Yeah. <laughs> I just imagine imagine Fuzz being there at Six Flags and watching someone fly off a roller coaster. Like, well, now I have to wait another five years. <laughs> She's like, see, see, that's why I didn't fucking yeah. get on. Yeah, I called that. <laughs> so they haven't even hit the ground yet. Oh, doggone it! I'm gonna go try the tilt a whirl. Damn it! I had two two years. <laughs> Oh, goodness. But, yeah, there, there's going to be some bugs they have to, you know, fix with it, I'm assuming. And, and that's why it's probably best to wait to see how everybody else handles it. But uh, if they could do something that would fix your eye permanently and not uh, have to get it up fixed all the time like LASIK, I would totally go for that. Same. That'd be cool. And then I'd watch all the you TV that... I want up close in my face. <laughs> Just fuck up <laughs> your eyes permanently. Who cares? A doctor can fix it. There you go. That actually reminds me um, of something Ian showed me yesterday that was like, I was saying I wanted a tattoo, but I wasn't sure if I liked anything enough to commit to having it on my body forever. And he showed me this scanner type of thing, which is basically you pay like $200 for a scanner and some sheets, and then you go to a doctor who implants the sheets into your body, so that then... Anytime that, like, you want a tattoo or you want to switch it up, you just scan it over wherever you put the sheet into your body, and it's a new tattoo. Oh, my gosh. Wow, that's pretty yeah. neat. See, it's cool initially. Like, I would imagine, like, in the future that would be really cool. But, like, I, I couldn't, like, it's it's the way you're making it sound like it's like they're just digging up a part of your arm and just placing it under your skin. That that process sounds a, li- a little bit worse to me than, like, getting a tattoo. But, yeah. I mean. It definitely does. Well, do, you, do any of you have tattoos? Oh, no. No. So I'm the only uh, one, huh? Well, I I'm, want one. You have a tattoo, Dan? I do. Where, where do you have the tattoo? What is the tattoo? It is something that my wife came up with. It's, it's, uh, a, it's it, a picture of Drew. I understand. It basically <laughs> all encompasses uh, everything to do with our family. Oh, that's cool. Aww, that's so, cool. yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll throw up a picture, but for a brief little um, explanation. Uh, it's got a, a heart with a crown on top of it. On one side is a, a marigold on the other side is a blue rose uh, mm-hmm. that because the marigold is the October flower me and my son are born in October the rose is the June flower and my wife and my daughter are born there uh, and then there's puzzle pieces with our initials in it Aww. and the word family written across the heart see Aww, yeah, if you're gonna get a tattoo that's exactly the perfect example of one to get family because mm-hmm. that's gonna la- that lasts forever yeah and exactly. it literally took 10 years uh, to decide on a final design and everything. Like, we've been talking to this guy. He's a friend of my wife's. Uh, She's known him since, I think, grade school or something. And when he started tattooing, he was like, hey, well, I'll give you free tattoos. Just tell me what you want to do because I need the experience (laughs) and stuff. And we're like, "Um, how about we It sounds like he was tattooing in grade school. Uh, No, well, he started in, like, I think he was 16 or something like that. Oh, awesome. um, When he started. So... But he was trying to get us in. He was like, yeah, yeah, let me give you – I'll give it to you for free. I just need the practice on real skin. And we're like, uh, no, I think we'll wait. Give yourself 
you know, some time to get better. We'll be willing to pay for it at that point. And taking um, the uh, fuzz five year approach. Yeah, and then we would, <laughs> and then we had been talking to him over the course of ten years about different things that we wanted to get, and then um, the the final design started to come around just before my son was born, because then everything started to to fall into place with the the months and all that sort of stuff and there's just some weird coincidences with numbers and stuff there's a number 27 in the crown and that has significance as well um that being that i was born on the second my daughter was born on the seventh two plus seven is nine and my son was born on the 29th i know that's kind of a stretch and my wife was born on the 27th oh wow yeah so like the whole that whole number has a significance and everything but it the point is it took 10 years for us to get to that point and we both have the same tattoo she just has different um style of lettering so you know i have a lot of respect for you dan because it like you said it took 10 years to decide on something you're going to permanently put on your body and you know it's going to be there forever Mm -hmm. as opposed to people who go into a tattoo parlor open a book and say yeah that looks pretty do that oh i know (laughs) yeah because you know? inevitably you're going to regret those. Like it's, it might be a good idea at the time and it might be something that you think at the time like, oh, yeah, it's going to stay forever and I'll, I'll keep it forever. And then like five years down the road, you're like, why the hell did I get this? <laughs> you know, and then it's like three times as expensive to get it removed. See, that's the thing. I yeah. really want a tattoo and I really want like a sleeve, but I'm going to be a teacher. So it's going to be nearly impossible to hide that. So like absolutely do that. Teachers with not necessarily. Tattoos are the fucking bad. Like I feel like you wouldn't get hired as a teacher if you had like a gnarly ass tattoo on your arm. You would if you were like a music or an art teacher. Oh, okay. Never mind. I'm a music teacher. They can't really discriminate against you. They can't hire you or not hire you because you have tattoos. Oh, That's true. Yeah. Unless you got like <laughs> flaming skulls coming up the side of your neck. <laughs> There's so a naked that, lady. Children. Then they There's might be like, "You're gonna scare the kids," but. Generally, like, if you have a an arm sleeve, like, you can make it stop at a high enough point above your wrist that if you just wear a long sleeve shirt, it's covered. Makes sense. So, true. Very true. There's always options for that stuff, but anyway. I would I suggest definitely, have, like, if you're going to get a tattoo, just plan it out. Make sure it means something that you know you're going to love forever. Take the fuzz approach and maybe wait, like, five, six years. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the, just take your time with it because ultimately, trust me, you're not going to want to sit through it because it freaking hurts. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but what is it like when it you're it. getting a tattoo? I mean, you say you're afraid of needles. It's one of those things. Uh, if you're afraid of needles, you're kind of screwed. You'll probably pass out, <laughs> and that's not good. Um, <laughs> but it, I mean, it might be those, easier. It's one of those things where it's like you can't. Like I could tell you what it feels like, but at the same time, I can't describe it. It's like you have to live through it, and then you'll know. Live but through it's it. Like people say, people like, oh, if it? it feels like a cat scratching you, or it feels like uh, a slight burn and tingle, or whatever. And it's like, after I went through it, I'm like, I could see all of that, but it literally just feels like a needle poking you thousands of times. Yeah. That's, that's exactly what it feels like. See, and this is why, if you're going to get a tattoo, it has to be something very important. <laughs> yeah. And the thing was, too, as I was going through mine, um, it's a relatively big piece. It takes up maybe half my forearm. And um, he did the lining and shading first, and then he was going to do color. And I thought about it, and I was like, maybe I should do it a different time. Then I was like, you know what? No, the lining and shading was bad enough. Let's just do all the pain now (laughs) so I don't have to come back again. Because, And I should have stopped because (laughs) – the lining and shading wasn't that bad, but what happens is after you're done that, your skin starts to swell. Ooh. And so when he goes back in to do color, he's going back over parts that he's already touched and is already starting to swell. Ooh. And that's when it really starts to hurt. It took four and a half hours for mine to be completely done. I did it in one sitting. And the last hour was just the most excruciating pain and I'm not just saying this to deter people from getting a tattoo it literally hurt because I was already swollen and he was going over areas he's already gone over and then you know different color different color different color and he just kept going over these areas and I was like oh my god it was worth it in the end but oh all my friends who've gotten (laughs) tattoos have complained like the healing process is ridiculous I can only imagine like if it was swelling during how long did it take to heal um it usually takes about two weeks but it 
the swelling tends to go down after like a day. Oh. Okay. And like, immediately once it's once it's done, they cover it up, and you have to keep it covered for like two hours, and then you can take that off and let the air get to it, and it's not that bad. You use vitamin E lotion and stuff like that, and it it helps settle it down. The hard, oh my goodness! The hard part is it starts to when the ink starts to flake off the top. If if you're the type of person that like can't stand to have um, a pimple or whatever, you got to squeeze the pimple all the time, or um, a bug bite, you got to scratch the crap out of it. If you're that kind of person, when you you'll lose your whole tattoo <laughs> because all you want to all you want to do is you see certain parts lifting off. You're like, oh, that piece will come off, and then you start swiping at it to get it to come off. And if you do it wrong, you can actually just gouge the ink back out. Oh. So you can screw the whole thing up. It doesn't hurt. It's just that can happen. So it's like it's a it's a game of like just watching it and not touching it. Well, you know, there is this guy in L.A. I guess he was uh, they say he was a, a gang member who was a fan of the of Goldmember, that Austin Powers mm-hmm. movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess it became an increasing trend to gold plate your uh, testicles. Right. Oh, OK. Uh, OK. So uh, apparently he. Uh, didn't do it correctly, and he gold plated his himself to death. <laughs> apparently. Oh, oh, sorry. I thought you were gonna say something else. To death. That's terrible. Yeah, and so essentially, he wins the Darwin Award. Yeah. And I thought, well, hey, this guy. You know, I, I, I get it. I understand. The you know this is an accident, <laughs> but what's worse about it is you go to the website with the article on it, and the doctor says this is the third case of this year. <laughs> but we have had many occurrences in the hospitals and regions these past years. It seems to be a growing trend. Wow. I, I'm a little bit concerned. I don't concerned. know where to start on that. That's, I, that's not a trend I want to be a part of. No. I, <laughs> if anyone was ever trying to make the case for Darwinism, this is a perfect example. <laughs> Do you think we could encourage anyone, I don't want to say pressure, if we could encourage anyone to get a dark blubberhood tattoo? Oh, God. It's going to happen. Right? Um... I don't know if there's Somebody's anybody I don't know if there's anybody on the server that we could like really talk into it. It would definitely have to be something that they would decide on. Like so, well, I think it might be someone who already has a bunch of tattoos, kind of like Jeff where he just adds on tattoos for the heck of it. Tell you what. Yeah. Tell you what. I will get it. Uh, no. Not anytime don't. not anytime soon. There's an if. I will get it done if this podcast makes it anywhere. If we start getting bigger than what we are now to a point where we're able to make money and stuff like that off it, I will get one. We, we, yes. have, to def- we have to define that line, though. I mean, what's that line that we're waiting for? Is it 1,000 viewers? Is it 100 viewers? Or listeners, I should say? Um, no, I'd say just once we're able to maybe sustain ourselves mm-hmm. with whatever income we can make off of it, and that's divided between whoever's on. And there you have it, Your Honor. This tape shows that he was clearly willing to participate in getting a tattoo at the point that the podcast makes enough for Dan to go out. How about at the point that the podcast can afford to pay for the tattoo? Oh, yeah. That is, that a, is that a fair exchange? Um... <laughs> you want to talk it over with your wife first? Well, no. Shoot, whatever. If, they, if, if it's not coming out of my pocket, it's fine. Um, but that would... I mean, that could end up being fairly soon really because think about <laughs> it think about it blue could design the tattoo mm-hmm. and then everyone else can take a you can give us a range of places and everybody else can vote on where they want the tattoo to go this is going to be the best thing ever oh Dan, my you God. don't know what you've gotten yourself into i guess what do you think? yeah oh it's on it's on audio has to yeah. that. <laughs> all right all right he's gonna edit it out like, well why not I, you Tell your grandmother to get on to listening to the Dark Blubberhood podcast, so that way we can encourage Dan to uh, have a tattoo of a Dark Blubberhood indetermined location. Blue, get to work on that design. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to regret this when it happens, but it's fine. Do not, oh, absolutely. do not use gold plates, Dan. Please. No, you know what though? <laughs> I, I look at it as this. It's not, it's not like I'm some outsider that has no idea who the Blubberhood is, and it's just like, hey, give me a symbol and I'll put it on me. It's mm. something I'm a part of. It's something I'm doing something for. And running this podcast is something that, whether it makes it anywhere or not, is something that I've really enjoyed doing so far. And awesome. so to have something to remember that by, even if it goes away, I'm totally fine with that. I don't awesome. think I wouldn't regret it. 
That is the sweetest, most delusional thing I've ever heard. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, give it about five years or so, Fuzz, and maybe <laughs> change your mind. We'll, we'll see. <laughs> but, you know, I always thought about that. If we ever did create a studio out of the Dark Brotherhood, and I know that sounds very ambitious, right? Mm-hmm. What I mean, what exactly would be everybody's jobs? Oh, no. Um... To begin with, I mean, we'd have obviously Blue would be our art director. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Shelly obviously would run the servers and everything like that. Shelly and Dark would be IT. Well, I guess Dark would be tech support, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, me and Fuzz would be writers. Hey, there you um, go. Pat's an animator. Yay! I don't know if there's anybody else out there that can animate. I think there's a few. You know what? I think uh, did, I know you talked with Crip last week. I didn't get to listen to all of it yet, but uh, he he's been doing some work with uh, 3D modeling and the the pictures he makes for the podcast intro. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. Um, we didn't go too much detail into it. He's basically just saying that he dicks around in Photoshop a little bit, um, but he didn't I'll do, do editing, too much of what he can do. Like we have, yeah, we got people that we can throw editing at. I mean, editing's <laughs> it's something that anybody can learn, really. Exactly. I mean, everything's something that everyone can learn, but I mean, editing is like you can pull some dude off the street and be like, it's these three buttons, fix it. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, to a degree. There's obviously more to it than that, but it's something you learn. Well, like, because whereas the, the, writing writing is a little bit harder. Oh, right? yeah. Like, you kind of have to have that creative mind. <laughs> I have a proposition for you guys. Okay. Oh. oh. You're Months on ago... The- <laughs> Months ago... Me and Trevor were talking, and we were like, well, I was like, Trevor, if we don't get jobs by the time that we graduate college, and we can't work at where we want to work at, we should definitely start, like, a production company together. And I have, like, a weird feeling that I think that Trevor thought that I was joking, but I was absolutely not. Also, he has a job now, so we should absolutely start a production company together. (laughs) And petition Trevor to lose his job wherever he works. Yes! That will be the first production. The only hard part about that um, right now is that there's certain people on the server that are, um, they'd be willing to help, but they're like basically set in where they are and they wouldn't want to relocate. So trying to get everybody together to do projects on a larger scale than what we do now, I think would be a little difficult because you tend to, like when you're at home, you just kind of, oh, I can get that out later. But if you're in like an office setting... It's like you're at work. You have stuff to do. There's no dis- there's no home distractions, right? Mm-hmm. It's like I think it'd be hard. Uh, it, we might be able to do it, but I think it'd be a lot harder. Well, this is just theoretical. I mean, it would be yeah. the, the idea if we could. But, it. I mean, we could probably do something like, you know, how like Ghostbusters or filming the Ghostbusters movie. Mm-hmm. They take all these people and they go do a thing where they do a live-in where basically they live around the set and the production and all that so they can focus on however many months or years it takes to do the production and then they go back or whatever. It'd be so cool if we had a place that we could all go to, work on stuff, collaborate, and then go back. That's true. And I and I just thought of the perfect job for Harry. Oh, no. What? He would be the angry Scottish guy in front of the building with the shotgun screaming Security. for people to go away. <laughs> Security. So he's going to be careful. Just scare people away from the office. Like yeah, God. the second we need well, somebody to, <laughs> he's already he's already classified as head of complaints, right? There you go. So <laughs> we'll just leave him as that title. <laughs> Stick him in the mailroom. It'd be so funny that if you go to the complaint box and it's just a note that says "look up" and it's a picture of Harry staring at you, like "don't you do it?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm not entirely convinced that if Harry was in the mailroom, we wouldn't all contract, like, something from Anthrax. Eh, I could see it. Yeah. I could see it. Maybe not right away. He'd be content for... <laughs> At least, like, a month in. I was going to say, he'd be content for a few weeks, and then it would just slowly start to build in his mind, and eventually something would happen. No. <laughs> <laughs> all of a sudden... Breakdown. <laughs> Harry starts wearing gas masks to work. <laughs> yes. Harry, just, is there something we should know about? Nah, you're fine. Just just look for the signs. Open this box, Pat. Why? <laughs> it's cupcakes. No, I swear, it's cupcakes. I don't think yeah, so. Yeah, when you start getting suspicious packages from Harry on your desk, just, just run. It's probably Harry, this good. one's leaking. I don't want it. <laughs> Harry was the one person on the server that knew that you could mail somebody crabs. 
not like ocean <laughs> crabs, like the pleasant things with claws, like crabs that you find within your body hair. Oh, oh my God. no. That's awful. <laughs> of course you would know that. that. <laughs> I thought you meant like the like the sea animal, a crab. No. Like like what Drew goes and, and fishes out of the, the ocean. <laughs> no, he does no, lobsters. What lobster. am I thinking? Yeah. 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 No. There is um a site, I'll send it to you in a minute, that's like, you send somebody crabs, but there's like varying packages of crabs depending on how much you hate the person wow so if you're just like mildly pissed at them you give them like the green package but if you really want them to suffer you get them like the red package and i don't think that one can be like cured or something oh (laughs) wow i'm more in amazement that this is like something that that is a thing it's like there's the green package there's the the blue package there's the red package yeah how much do you hate this person The, from on level of of one to want to kill this person, which level of crabs would you prefer? <laughs> uh, we're having a sale on the red package. I could get two greens, so no, I'll go with the red. I guess. <laughs> what would Drew do? What would Drew's job be in the production company? I think he would just be like a general idea guy. Like he'd hang out with the writers, and he wouldn't necessarily have to write anything, but like just be a part of a think tank because he's a pretty funny dude. That guy. I imagine him being the type of person that would just, like, it'd be quiet, everybody would be working, and he'd just walk into the main area and just start flipping over tables for no reason, and yeah. then run out run out of there. Yeah, I could see that. And be like, oh, Drew's here. I we'll make up pizza. We'll make him the mocap guy. Oh, my God. The uh, <laughs> working title of the site, Crab Revenge. Wow. <laughs> com. Nice. Make that bitch itch, all right? Yeah. <laughs> I... Don't wow. know if this is something you want to put on. The wow. Yeah, let's stop Shout that. Out to Harry. Link I don't know yeah. if we're gonna link that one. <laughs> I'm sure you could find it if you have your enemies and. Uh... Jay definitely just said the website. Yeah, we definitely out loud, just said it so... out loud. So I, I don't think I'll link that one just for just for safety, <laughs> pu- public safety, I guess. <laughs> and to be fair, what we're about as soon as we get Drew's uh, email, we'll go ahead or his house address. We'll go ahead and send him our fan mail over there. For <laughs> if you'd like to send fan mail to the Dark Blue Hood podcast, <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> send it to Drew. Oh um, man, that's crazy. So, but so I almost missed the podcast this morning. Oh no, I, <laughs> I I've been playing Batman Arkham Knight. So when I got up this morning, got up with the kids, got them all settled in, sat down, started playing Batman, and. Just through one of my random breaks that I took to go to the washroom or whatever, I looked at my phone and I was like, oh, crap, it's 20 after 10. (laughs) I fully totally forgot. I fully intended on going back, sitting back down, picking up the controller again, and just continuing on. I kind of wish that you had missed it, if only for the fact that your return would have been, I'm sorry I missed the podcast, guys. I was busy being Batman. That's true. That would have been good. (laughs) <laughs> that also would have been an acceptable excuse, Dan. Uh, well, yeah, I guess so. It's important um, to be Batman at least once in your life. Is there anything that you guys are, are playing right now that, that sort of takes you takes your mind away from everything and makes you forget stuff? Embarrassingly enough, Destiny. I've been doing a lot of Destiny. Mm. You actually you were submitting um, topics for this week's podcast. You actually have something to speak about regarding Destiny and Red Bull. Oh yeah, Destiny did a thing with uh, they like teamed up with Red Bull, and they um they, there was like a mission that came out. It's like an exclusive mission. You could find like the codes on Red Bull cans, and um it gave you like a thirty minute experience puff or whatever. And uh, people discovered within a day that these codes had very similar characters, and they were figuring out codes and just making up codes. And people were buying the Red Bull cans, and they realized, why is my code not working? That someone had already taken it. So. It's pretty oh awesome. Took him a day to figure this out. Fucking bungee. And what was the what was the code for like extra equipment? Uh, it was like a it's like an extra mission. They're probably gonna give it later, but like it was like an extra mission. Like oh, you can get more experience and I don't know more drops. I don't know something stupid. But hmm. people are mm-hmm. crafty, man. That's <laughs> why you shouldn't give anything to the internet. Like the same thing happened when like they tried to rename Mountain Dew. I'm sure you guys remember that a few years ago. <laughs> if, like Hitler did nothing wrong. Like that was the number one pick for the new Mountain Dew. <laughs> wow. 
People did, did that with the Lay's potato chips thing, too. Like, the top chip, I think, was, like, raw anus for one day. That's <laughs> <laughs> why you don't give anything to the internet. People should realize, like... That's very true, yeah. That's why the internet can't have nice things. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. People like that just... I don't... I don't know if you guys heard, but Neopets went down for a, a day last week. Oh, no. Because... No, no, seriously. It went down <laughs> because a new company, Jumpstart, ended up buying them. And they fired all the mods and implemented a new filter system, which did not filter anything. Okay. So, for an entire night, Neopets turned into 4chan. And oh, while God. it was funny, it was also, like, incredibly interesting, because it shows that it doesn't matter where you are on the internet, if you just take away supervision, people turn into monsters. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, that, that's... Do. That's kind of the whole premise of this one show I watched called uh, Arby and the Chief. That was oh, uh, God, yes. written and directed by John Graham. Which, by the way, he's coming out with a new season. Hooray! Is he really? Um, it, it's all about how dangerous aspect of anonymity on the internet. Because you get these people who, in real life, you know, speak very honestly and they're very, you know, respectful. But then they get online and they just turn into these wild, like, people. They're swearing left and right and they're like five years old or they're seven years old and they're just cussing up a storm and, and thinking that it's all this big deal. And then, like, he would make an example of where one would be playing a video game, and then you hear their parent walk in the background, and then they turn back to a normal, oh, yeah, well, um, uh, no, this is guy. He was, he was swearing, and I didn't mean And the dad comes in, who the hell is swearing in here, you little ass? I'm like, okay. That's what happens when you get people in anonymity. Ugh, I can't even say the word. That's what happened. Yeah, you know. What I mean. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> Words are hard. It was a good, it was a good try. <laughs> and it's it's I don't know what it is. It's just people get brave when they're sitting behind their computer and there's not someone directly absolutely there, you know. I mean that's that's true about anything like even it doesn't have to be computers like even with texting. Like and I do it myself. Like I find I can tell certain people's certain things only if I'm texting them or yeah. chatting with them or emails yeah. or whatever. It's just like I guess because you don't have to feel, uh, have to hear the immediate backlash to whatever you're saying. You sort of feel uh-huh. a little bit more confident about it. Whereas if you're looking at the person face to face, you might not have ever brought that thing up, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, it's kind of scary when you think about it. What people will go to when they're not being watched? Yeah, when they're not being held accountable in front of people that are right there. Yeah, it's scary and it's helpful, but mostly just scary. It is, but, you know, it's weird because it. on the flip side of that is whenever you receive a message, like a text message, you're basically getting the text, but you're not getting the emotion or the inflection behind it. Yes. So you you can interpret it any way you want. And, it, I, you know, I know we're perfect here in the Blubberhood and nothing ever goes wrong. Of course. But on the forums, for example, sometimes <laughs> something can be said by no one in particular, and it lacks tone, it lacks inflection, it lacks uh, context. So we take it, everybody takes it a certain different way, and everybody jumps in like, why are you making fun of this person? I'm not making fun of him. I always just thought it was funny. And then Absolutely. so you have, that, you have that combative nature when really it was just someone saying, oh, yeah, I thought the map looked nice. You know what I mean? Yeah. M- most recently, my, my wife and my sister got into it over a, a text conversation because uh, my wife was expressing um, certain things. Well, I won't get into it. It's something that happened with our, at our wedding with my sister. Um, nothing too crazy, but she was just saying like, look, I was kind of hurt about this and whatever. And my sister took that completely the wrong way because she sent it as a text message instead of calling her and saying, Hey, this is what's up. Uh So there was this whole big blow up and like for like a week, even I wasn't talking to my sister because I was just like, I took my wife's side on it because she was, I knew she was wrong. Uh Uh, I knew my sister was wrong, but it was all because she misread a text. She just, Oh, I thought she was being a little crabby about it. And I was like, no, not at all. Like read, try read it again. And she reread it. And she's like, Oh yeah, I guess I could see that the other way now. Mm. The green box or the red box. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Bad joke. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that was good. <laughs> but, but that's exactly the point. I, I, I mean that it is, it's just that someone could say something that means nothing. And then, it just changes on a dime because someone else interpreted it a totally different way. Yeah. I used to yell at my wife all the time. Um, that, sounds, <laughs> that, that, that sounds bad. Let me, let me, let I me want explain. that as a soundbite. I want that as a soundbite. When, <laughs> whenever she 
texted me the word whatever. Yeah. Because that word to me in particular, it can mean on its own, just sent as that's the only text you get is whatever. It's like, well, what's that supposed to mean? Is that like, ah, whatever? Or is it like, whatever? Because I mean, those are two completely different things, right? And she never understood that. And I was like, stop texting me that fucking word. <laughs> that's one thing Can that I like. Tell you something, Dan? Oh, sorry. Can I be completely real and for honest with you? Mm hmm. She's doing that on purpose. She's absolutely <laughs> she... doing... That is my favorite thing when I'm mad at someone to be like, okay, fine, and just leave it. No, but it wasn't That's even my like... favorite thing. It wasn't even like at the beginning or end of a of a fight or whatever. It was literally like, she would text me and go, um, we have no meat for supper. Okay, well, what do you want? Whatever. <laughs> what was that? Is that just is that just whatever? I don't care. Or is that like pff, whatever? Why are you asking me what I want? It was like it was, it's just doing it was just dumb <laughs> shit like that. And I was like, I I mean, this was years ago. I you I know what? But to stop doing it. But I hate that word. Rest assured, rest assured, Dan. I mean, I'm guilty of probably doing that myself. Where <laughs> it's like, you know what it is? You're not you're not thinking. You're in the middle of something. Like I'll be at work and I'll be I'll be trying to fix something up, and then I'll get a text message from uh, my wife, and she'll be asking me, "Hey, did you want to bring something home for the baby?" Or, "Hey, did you want to go to my parents?" Or this, whatever. And I'm just like, I don't care either way. So I'm like, okay, and I leave it at that. Oh, <laughs> That's and then though, she's like. But no, they're gonna have they're gonna have steak. They're gonna have this. We're gonna and you usually like that. And I'm like, okay. But then she reads it, and because it's just a quick word, she's thinking that. Oh yeah. my god, I've upset him. I've, I'm like, no, I didn't know. I'm not trying to get you. I'm not trying to be mean or combative. I'm just saying, <laughs> I, I'm okay. I got to get back to my work. I can't be texting. You know what I mean? So and then it's, and when shit like that happens too, it's like it's sitting in the back of your mind all day until you get home, or until yeah. you have a chance to call her and be like, no, no, no. Look, this is what I meant. It was nothing. Yeah, because then it turns point, into you know okay, that... fine, we're not going. Like, yeah, exactly. I feel like there's okay. so many accounts. How much difference like an exclamation point can make at the end of your text? Mm. There's yeah. so many accounts of miscommunication though, like nowadays, because like one word responses like drive me insane. Like that's the same kind of thing. It's like, do you yes. like? Is there something wrong? Like, is that why you didn't bother to put anything else? Like, simple exactly. okay like, or yeah or like, is that yeah. it? Like, like, are you pissed? Like, are you that mad that you can only throw out two letters? <laughs> you guys are so much nicer than I am. Like, I get texts like that, and then I stop talking to the person for months. Uh, Not, like, out of anger, wow. but just, like, I don't have time to deal with this. You can speak to me whenever. For months? Like, I'm, that's it. I'm not going to talk to them for another five years. I'm going to put that <laughs> <laughs> I'll wait till someone else texts them. Oh, no, but so, it, it's true. Go, go ahead, Dan. No, go ahead. You finish your thought. Okay, I was just going to say, but it's true that, you know, the misinterpretation, and also sometimes you can find out who's insecure by seeing who reacts to it the first. Oh, because yeah. usually a person who takes it really hard, they're defensive for some reason already. Mm -hmm. So they read it and they feel like it's an attack on them because they're already kind of expecting one. And then they just freak out whenever they, they read something out of context or something that they feel was one way but really was another. Not that we'll name names. No, not at all. <laughs> but yes, I think we all know who we're thinking of. Uh, so anyway, uh, I have a question to ask to the iPhone users. Uh-oh. Hello. What the fuck is Fallout Shelter? And why is it such a big thing right now? Dude. Oh, God. So, um, you want to go first? <laughs> I don't play it, so you should probably go. <laughs> so Fallout Shelter is basically what every kind of like game has been, like the Clash of Clans, where you're building resources and stuff like that. It's like every kind of addicting Facebook whatever game. But, like, you don't have the competitive aspect, so it's just building up resources and stuff like that, and it's, it's all it is. It's just to collect resources and build up your vaults and stuff like that. But, um, it's funny because you brought that up, you're like, what the fuck is this? Like, I ended up uh, introducing my friend to it at work, and uh, he showed it to his mother, who doesn't know a fucking thing about Fallout. So, like, mm -hmm. people were getting radiated. Like, it's the same, it, they bring, like, all the aspects of Fallout where, like, people get radiation, they need stim packs, stuff like that. But... The mother didn't know what any of these were. So she's like, why is there a red bar? These people are, like, radiated. And she, all of her vault died by, like, radiation. It's the funniest thing. But, like, I don't know. It's coming to Android soon, so you might have, like, an, uh, the option of uh, being introduced to it. But... Oh, dear God, I hope not. Because <laughs> the way you're describing it, it reminds me of a Star Wars game that I used to play on the iPhone. It was this, like, basically build your own Death Star thing. 
mm-hmm. and you like build up level by level you can put residents and all that kind of crap like there was no negative effect to it though like there was no nothing like radiation or anything but it was just that sort of same thing where you collect resources and build your tower and i got way too way too into it i, I think the main really oh sorry hmm? go ahead oh it's really weird to me that Bethesda decided to only release it on the iPhone and then wait for the Android one. Like, for as much work as they put into E3 and their announcement and their game and everything that they put out, it's so weird to me that they wouldn't just hurry out the Android version of it. Maybe it's easier to code for iPhone? I'm not a developer myself, but I feel like that's... Either that or they, either that they or have some, some sort deal. of deal with Apple. Right. Yeah, which is more likely deal. what yeah. it is. Because I don't see how it could be that much different from Apple to Android, like really. Mm-hmm. See, I mean, I'm coding about wise, to... I don't see why it would be any different. I'm about to show my age here because the last game like that I ever played was uh, Red Alert: Command and Conquer. Holy for, man! Like, the <laughs> for like the PS1 <laughs> I, and the PS2. I never played that, but I was huge into Warcraft. Oh yeah, it's very similar to that. Like the original three. After this mm-hmm. World of Warcraft crap, I was like, eh. But the, the, the original three, like, I played the shit out of those games. You must build additional pylons. Yes. Yeah. It was, like, it was just like, it was the, the, the random things that you can get out of the peons when you pick them up. I kind of want to see what, what the age gap is here between everyone. is Because this was, this was a time where we had to get four of those big, huge televisions. Like, they didn't have flat screens. There was just these big, nasty things that you had that your parents didn't want anymore. And then you'd have to find that little converter switch in the back that you have to connect to the the three cables. Mm-hmm. And then uh, you'd hook them up manually. Like the PlayStation, you'd run like an Ethernet cord equivalent, whatever it was, from one PlayStation to the other PlayStation. And then if you wanted to do like four-player where you're against four people, you had to bring all televisions together, all PlayStations together, and connect all four. And that's how you're able to basically link. Well, the... Uh- that that must have been like early PlayStation development because eventually they had uh, like a, an extender bar. Basically, you just plugged it in the controllers, bought one, and it gave four ports for controllers. Yeah, that 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 came out I think around PS2's time, but during the very beginning, I remember. No, that no, no, having... I had one for my yeah. PS1. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Well, I mean, what it was is just basically having like I remember I had a birthday party and we had this old like workshop table that we hooked up all all these TVs on that. And yeah. I just remember the entire time we were playing, you'd hear the table like creaking because of how heavy the televisions were. <laughs> <laughs> but that was some good times. I like that. I think that was cool. It's good nostalgia for people like us, Pat, who are close in age. But like for some of the younger people out there, like the idea of four-player co-op on one TV is just an outrage. These young kids will never where, understand the struggle. Yeah, exactly. Where we were like, man, this is awesome. Fucking, where are you? Top right? Top left? What? Like, I, mean, I used thing, to play the it? shit out of uh, GoldenEye on 64, and that would be the thing. Oh, like, oh, like, look yeah. at you'd look at people's screens, and you'd be yeah. like, "Oh well, obviously you're right over there. I'm just gonna fucking kill you every time." But you'd get like yelled at and like, "Oh my god, just stop. yeah, <laughs> stop screen peeking, you cheater!" But you can't. You know, I'm it. glad that you can admit that, Jeff. That that's that's I I respect you for that because <laughs> we would play GoldenEye, and everybody would claim, "Oh, you're looking over my screen. You're looking over my screen." Everybody, no, no, no I'm just looking at my that. little square. It's impossible for me to see the other three fourths of the screen. <laughs> of course, everybody's looking at everybody else's screen. Anybody who said they weren't screen looking is a is a liar. That's true. Yeah, they're Weirdly absolutely liar. liar. You're totally because I can <laughs> honestly say I've never screen looked before. Oh, fuzz. Get out, fuzz. Yeah. Just <laughs> <be nice>. <laughs> 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 but uh, like I honestly Every... that, even up to like Halo 3 I used to have like the uh, local multiplayer so I'd have like the four screens and like I, I think that's the last game I did it in because a lot of games don't have it like the competitive four screen multiplayer I mean you have it on Borderlands and stuff like that but that's all co-op so I don't I don't know if I played a game recently that's done that I don't know if I've seen anything that even has that capability recently I mean there's there's Screen Peak, which oh, is literally the uh, need for it. Mario Kart had to have been the f- one of the most fun games I ever played when it first came out. Back in my day, when they had it <laughs> on the SNES. Because that just blew my mind that you were able to race each other, but then also attack each other. Yeah. I, I think there was an- another game that was similar to that, but it wasn't quite the same, like F-Zero. Oh, man. That, I that never played cool. F-Zero. Never played F-Zero, Dan. But I played the shit out of Mario Kart. 
Weirdly enough, I was introduced. The first kart racer I was introduced to was Crash Team Racing on the PS One. I don't know if any of you played that one, but it was the shit. Nope. I played so, a lot of Crash Bandicoot, but I never played the racing one when it came out. Whatever happened to Crash Bandicoot? He died. No do you remember? <laughs> and I know they. I know they brought this on the podcast, uh, the RT podcast before. But do you remember the awesome commercials when they were promoting Crash Bandicoot? Where he'd be like brought in the real world and stuff like that, or like he would. Run yeah, it was like it was like a. Yeah, it was oh, like a dude yeah. in a big fuzzy suit, and he'd be like standing outside of buildings and yelling at people and stuff. I don't know. I'll I li- feel like even as a kid, I knew that that was stupid. I'll, I'll link them, but th- those are like the best commercials ever to me. Well, they put a lot more. You know, I I felt like they I'm, again. I'm going to date myself here. I feel like they put a lot more thought into older games because they didn't have as many assets as the newer games. Like the musical score for most of the the older games were magnificent even mm-hmm. because they're even though they were 8-bit they were magnificent like fantasy star final fantasy yes. because yes. they knew that they couldn't rely on heavy on the graphics or the gameplay because essentially you were just kind of wandering left right up down you know mm-hmm. so they had to rely on the story and they had to rely on the music yeah but even at that like that for the time the graphics were amazing true like i remember when super nintendo came out the first super nintendo game i played i was like holy man this is mind-blowing it's so realistic <laughs> and that, I mean that happens. That happens with every generation of console that comes out. It's like it gets better and better, but that's just because that's the capability that they have right now. Yeah the the, the first time I saw Halo, uh, the original Halo on uh, Xbox, just the old you know big Xbox. Seeing that game was like holy crap! This is a yeah. whole new level of of realism. This is we're cl- getting close to virtual reality, and then. Now you go look at it in comparison to like you know Halo Reach or Halo Four, and you're like, oh my god, the difference is. They keep well, finding I mean, a way can, to stretch. You it. can see it in Master Chief Collection when you go. You can switch back to the old graphics and then the new graphics. Oh yeah, and you can see just right there, like right in the level. You're like, man, this looked like shit. But at the time, it was incredible because that's all we knew. You you can't. Your brain can't fathom something better that you have in front of you in terms of graphics and stuff for video games. So yeah, like everything think- you see, everything you see on the Xbox One right now or the PS4. Like man, this is the best it's gonna get. And then they're gonna come out with PS5 and the next Xbox or whatever. And you know, oh man, PS4 looks like shit. It doesn't. It still looks great, but now you know it, something better. Comparatively, yeah. And then you also got biased. I mean, like to me, there are a lot of games that are older and look not as high, you know, depth as today's games. But I'd still rather play those old games mm-hmm. just because the the fun quality of them was more developed, I guess. I hate to use this as an example, but take, like, Final Fantasy VII. Like, everyone has asked for a remake, but it still looks the same. Every remake that's come out has looked the same, but it's still, like, selling, like, hotcakes because Mm -hmm. it's not what it looks like, obviously. It's, like, the story and the characters and things like that. And it just goes to show. It's, like, it it holds up. Like, those kind of things hold up. That was the first time I've ever been heartbroken in a game was Final Fantasy VII when Tifa dies. spoilers (laughs) yes spoilers for a game that's like almost 20 years old well i don't think that's a spoiler but that's okay but yeah like when that happened i was like legitimately i almost cried it was like wow that was really sad not to bring it down but other than dan like can you guys remember the first game that like brought you closest to tears like i can't think of anything off the top of my head but right now but yeah you know i think that had to have been it there actually was another one that kind of was heavy on me i can't remember which one it was well, not in terms, probably not in terms of, like, emotional uh, impact, but, like, I played Resident Evil 2. Mm-hmm. Oh. The first time I played Resident Evil 2, that game enthralled me to, like, a point where I couldn't get away from my screen. Same. <laughs> where it was just, like, you had to get, like, you would be out, at sc- I'd be at school, or I'd be out with my friends or whatever, and all I'm thinking about is, poor Leon stuck in the police station. <laughs> I, I really have to, <laughs> have to help him get out of the police station. So, guys, I have to go, and then I go home, and for hours on end, I'd play that. A funny story about Resident Evil 2, like, I um, I always used to bring my, I don't have any, like, immediate family, but I have, like, a shit ton of cousins. Like, I would always invite my cousins over and we'd be playing Resident Evil 2. And there was a moment there, I was, like, nine years old, so I was, like, I got scared by everything. And, like, there was a moment where just glass shattered, and we screamed so loud, we had to pause the game for five minutes. Like, it was so bad. It was a crow. <laughs> it was just a crow shattering through a window. I'm like, this, this is, this game. That was <laughs> me in uh, Silent Hill when the oh, original yeah? one came out. We, a buddy of mine and I rented it and we brought it home and that was the first time where I've ever actually been so scared from a video game that we brought it back to the store. (laughs) (laughs) It was, it was very, very early on. I remember exactly where it was, but you start walking along a fence 
and you look at the fence and there's like dead dogs Aww. and like guts hanging out all over the place and stuff and we were just like nope nope can't do it <laughs> and we brought it back to the store and we're like this game's too scary for us I don't know why you rented it to us we can't can we get something else and they're like yeah yeah sure that's fine but like that <laughs> that legitimately scared the crap out of me I couldn't play it there's a there's a game that Joel and Adam played on uh on on the how to series that they have there on YouTube and it's it's uh they're inside of an insane asylum and all the oh, inmates yeah, are in yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. I forget well, what the name is. It's Outlast. Okay, Outlast. Outlast. Yeah. Yes. I very badly would pay to see Drew and Jesse play that game together. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> that would be my dream come true to see those two just trying to <laughs> sustain that game. That would be awesome. <laughs> what about you, Fuzz? Was there, a, was there a game that invoked a deep emotional reaction to you that is uh, different or that you feel is unique to you? The only time... I have ever cried at a video game. I was eight years old, and it was at Roller Coaster Tycoon. Oh, Wait. what? Why? Yeah, <laughs> we need a little bit of description there. I um, I was playing it, and I've always been into sim games like a lot. And I was finally making like my own roller coaster instead of one of the pre-made ones. And I was so stoked and really, really happy about it. And it, I like went through and let people on it because I didn't know you were supposed to test it first. And I think 200 people died on it. Jesus. And I just had, like, a mental breakdown because I thought that I was, like, a murderer. <laughs> and oh, no. my it's... parents, like, tried to console me. And I was like, oh, my God, I killed all these people. And they took the game away. And I never got it back. <laughs> it's all coming together. The roller coaster <laughs> thing. It all makes sense now. It all comes back around. I would say Fuzz, it's okay. They they test these things. I promise you it's <laughs> oh my God. They're, they're gonna be okay. <laughs> that's the only time I maybe, ever tried in a video game. Maybe that's why she's so like I'm waiting five years because of that. <laughs> I want to see. Bef- they have to do the first update, the first patch. I want to see the patch oh first. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, so there's something that we've managed to get through almost an hour now, and um, we've neglected to do, but we've done it on every podcast so far. That's right. Which Uh-oh. is um, both Fuzz and Jeff have to tell me and the audience how you came to find us. So we'll start with Fuzz. Okay, good. Um. I had just gotten my sponsorship for the first time, and I'd been piggybacking off of my other friend's sponsorship. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I need to get like closer to the community because that's the first thing that I want to do. And I just saw on the first page was the Blubberhood, and I joined. That was it. That was that. <laughs> yeah. Good choice. That's. I uh, probably should have scrolled a little bit longer. <laughs> nah, nah, you're fine. You, you went far enough. Oh, that's cool. But, um, so, what about you, Jeff? Well, I mean, I was, like, going through all the forums and stuff, because I'm like, ah, oh, I should be more active on the Rooster Teeth site, so I was looking through, like, the sponsors forum, and, like, I'm looking at it now, it's, like, the second most popular, other than, like, the sticky ones that are already there, so I think that's how I found it, because I, I played a shit, like, like, a lot of Minecraft PC, like, a few years ago, and just, like, just for the community and shit like that, and I was like, this, this would be, like, the perfect chance to join, like, a community in Rooster Teeth and, like, talk to, because... None of my friends are into Rooster Teeth. And I was like, I, I have to take advantage of this. So I found all y'all, and that's how it came to be. Cool, man. That's that's cool. The moral is that you guys talk too much. That's why we're here. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> well, you were here before I was, though, Fuzz. Was I? Very, it was, we were very close together, but you were definitely here first. Hmm. I, I think did not that's true. That. The fir- well, the first time I ran into you um, on the server at all was during the Olympics. Really? Yeah. And huh. when when you came on, you already seemed to have a, quite a rapport with everybody. So I was like, okay. She, that makes me really happy. I was like, she's definitely <laughs> been here longer than me. Um, but, I have a rapport. <laughs> it was just like the way you ended like when you came on, everyone was like, fuzz, and everyone was talking to you and stuff. And it was like they already knew you. And I was like, oh, hi, guys. Actually, I don't. Well, at least you had a more pleasant experience than I did. I'm not even <laughs> sure. I'm not even sure that I was talking on mic yet at that point. I think I was still in like the typing stage where I was like, eh, I don't want people to hear me. See, you're you're very lucky in the sense that it was because you were shy. Mine is because I have the crappiest equipment in the world, and if I try to run Minecraft and my team speak at the same time, it's going to explode. 
Oh, yeah, uh, we're back on that. So we, we've started a GoFundMe for Pat to get him a new laptop. Um, please donate. No, we haven't actually done that. But. Yeah, please don't. <laughs> I think please we, don't. I, 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 contribute to the uh, Dan Tattoo campaign. Oh, no, 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 that should be a GoFundMe. We're not going to. I have an actual real campaign though. We're not going to. We're not going to camp. We're not going to campaign on that because then people will just do it to see me get a stupid tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want yes. it to be legitimate because the podcast is making enough money that we could spare however much it's going to cost to get that. Then I'll do. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I think it's got to uh... be legitimate that way because I don't. I don't want people just to donate money just to see me get a dumb tattoo. Okay. Well, then I think we're gonna have to we're gonna have to work on this. We have to work on this. And uh, remember, uh, Blue, if you're out there, you gotta help us work on that design. Very unique <laughs> to Dan. Yeah, you can you can start designing it now, but you got about five years, I'm guessing. <laughs> <laughs> but um, very awesome. I have a real campaign, guys. A oh, really important tell us. One. So RTX, uh, Lego, and Harry are planning on wearing kilts to the affair. Right. And Harry has said. That he will consider getting his legs waxed on camera for the Dark Blubberhead channel. Yes. If if Please. we can get people to contribute money to charity. To Ooh. charity. To, so what's the? Did he pick a charity, or does it is this just any charity? Let's talk about Harry Hyda for a second. Uh-oh. Okay. He didn't say how much money, what charity. Or anything else. He said it has to go to charity, and he said it should be international. That's it. That's all I have to work with. So that's the guidelines? (laughs) What it sounds like to me is that he wants an excuse... For everybody to be okay with him sh- wanting to shave his legs. <laughs> no, no, he's very much he's very much against it because we had talked about it before. Me and I don't remember who else had talked about it before. I think it was me and Fuzz. We were yeah. talking about how we, we might be able to pressure Harry into doing it or talk him into it only if Lego does it or something like that. Uh-huh. Um, and then, like, the next day I jump on TeamSpeak and Harry was still up. Like, it was late at night. I think he was up to, like, 6 a.m. that day or something. So when I came on, he was just like, fuck you. And I'm like what he's like you know what you did and i had, i had no idea <laughs> and then he sent he sends me a message on facebook and he's like shaving the legs i was like oh and he's like i don't know if he was joking about it but he seemed legitimately upset about it uh-huh. nah to begin fine. with so i was like <laughs> but you know he's a good sport hair grows back you know it's not a bad thing to pull out the old shears and take out exactly Harry's i think legs. it'd make a great video though oh i, think I agree but what we should do is like ask people what charities he has in mind, and then make a poll on the on the RT forums for people to vote to which charity it should go to. That way, it feels like everybody's involved, and Harry will feel like he's you know it's for a good cause. It's not just to it's not just to make him shave his legs on video. But <laughs> there you be go. For good yeah. Wouldn't it be ironic if Harry's leg waxing would be the thing that puts Dan over to getting the tattoo? the karma there alone would be beautiful i'd like it i'd like it a lot that'd be awesome (laughs) so guys we're we're just about at time here so is there anything else that you guys want to bring up or um everybody should go to the youtube page at dan's youtube page but also i think there's a playlist on the dark flubberhood channel for the rt pod or the dbh podcast you should go <laughs> should go check that out as well i hear they're a great podcast as well and uh Today's give it a sponsors listen are nature <laughs> <laughs> uh but um yeah absolutely you know i find it a lot easier to listen to the dark bubba hood podcast when i can just open up a youtube video and i can go about my work or whatever as mm-hmm. opposed to not that i don't download it on itunes as well but i also have it in the background playing so that way whenever i want i can just browse other pages i'm not having to deal with my phone in my pocket or anything like that you know wait what the fuck we're on itunes i didn't yes. know that what welcome to itunes Pat's, oh great Pat set it up Guys, we're real. We're for real. I get the feeling, though, like we should also try and get on to like um, maybe Spotify or something, some sort of premium app if if it's possible. I was talking to to my brother-in-law about it, and uh, I think it it might be a good direction to go in. Oh, yeah, definitely. Now, being on iTunes and being good are two totally different things, Fuzz, so That's true. That's true. (laughs) Anybody can just... It feels official. Anybody can upload to iTunes. Anybody, including... Not just kidding. Even All right, us. even us exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I like this. This is this is a good cast. Yeah, we did pretty good today. I I, I like it. So um, 
Well, I want to thank everybody for joining us. Uh, so don't hey. forget that this podcast is available for download on iTunes, as we just discussed, as well as our blog page at darkblubberhood.blogspot.ca. Uh, you can also like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash darkblubberhood or follow us on Twitter at darkblubberhood. So thanks for listening, and we will see you next time. Hey. Yay! Go do Bye. those things. Follow us on Neopets at neopets.com slash uh, <laughs> There you go. All right, bye, everybody. Bye. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.